0: Welcome to the EPFL podcast with Anna and Tegla. In weekly 20 minutes episodes, we'll share information and personal experience about a series of subjects, spanning from relationships, health, great women in science, and many more. Sometimes there will be experts joining us and answering your questions. Enjoy this week's episode! Hello everyone and welcome back to the EPFL podcast. We wanted to start the new year with a new series about women in science in EPFL. So today I'm here with Professor Anna von Cuberta-I-Moral. She's a professor at EPFL and she started studying physics and then material science and she did a PhD at the Ecole Polytechnique in Paris and now she's in EPFL as full professor so welcome Thank you How did you develop the passion for science uh, mm. and how did you decide to start studying
1: I, I always was curious about my environment and as a very small kid i had to, I, I was convinced I, w- I should be able to explain everything that happens, why things work and so this was a deep Convincement as a small kid, this is very naive, but I guess this brought me to try to understand things and the laws of physics and all this. That's how it started, I would say. And then, of course, math. Uh, I loved math Mm -hmm. because, again, it was about understanding and not memorizing.
0: Yeah. And then what influenced to shift to material science from physics?
1: Um, I, I, there is someone in the family, that he, his name is also from Coberta, but uh, it's not my family, but he's a friend of the family. Mm-hmm. And he, he went from physics to, to an institute of materials that was created uh, close by, and he explained me what material science is. And he infused to me this idea that you can think about some properties, and by understanding the how matter functions, you can design the material that has these properties. And I found this amazing and very captivating. So this stayed in my mind. And
0: yeah, that's what I thought as well when I discovered what it was, because mm-hmm. it's not always um, easy to understand what it is at the beginning. Yeah, and yeah, when I also read material science, I was really captivated by everything. And can you tell more about your current research? Mm-hmm. So right now we, we try to look
1: at uh, new materials and ways of producing new materials that can be used for, uh, for the next generations. One of them is solar cells to capture the light of the sun, make energy or, or quantum technologies. And it's not only about uh, having an increased functionality, but also trying to use elements that are uh, not scarce. So in the past, we worked with materials that have uh, were very useful but um, and you could have very good properties, but we were using elements that are more scarce. So now we go towards more sustainable approaches that you can produce more in large masses because the elements are more abundant.
0: Mm-hmm. And about your research, how did you decide to enter this field more than uh, working for the industry? I think that... Are the two big ways to go after finishing uh, university. So, how did you decide which way to go?
1: Where I w- grew up, uh, uh, as I said, you know, I I would never have thought I would become professor. I didn't think this was a trench for me. So it was never in my mind. And uh, in my home, um, my father always was making clear that the real work is done in companies. That's where real things are done. Mm-hmm. So I. Th- I was sure I would be working for the company. But uh, then, you know, I I went to Paris to to learn material science and the research project I did, I loved it so much. And then they gave me a fellowship to stay as a PhD student and I I liked it so much that I I decided to stay just because I liked it so much. (laughs) Uh, But it was clear for me that after the PhD, I would go to industry because that's where I believe serious work was done. Uh, But then at the end of my PhD, I realized what a luxury it is to to be paid to think and to solve problems and to create new stuff. And I thought, this is really cool. And then I I decided to to give it a try. In between, I still created a startup Mm -hmm. um, because of the experience, because also it was, I found it also very cool and I had the opportunity. But then I also learned what the real company is. And that time, in the place I was, it was about making money. And all your brain was used to now making a business plan and how to create a product that is sold. And I didn't want to use my brain for that. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, if I can have a chance to use my brain for new ideas and fundamental ideas, I will give it a try. And that's when I really decided to give it a try to academia.
0: It's very interesting. But
1: if it didn't have worked, then I would just have looked for a company that matches more the way I do things,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which it, it exists. Yeah.
0: I think it's very interesting and it could be useful for our listeners, who are mainly students, uh, to have another perspective of choice.
1: Life is long and I like when people don't have not linear careers. I think mm-hmm. there are many things in the world to try out, so we should be allowed to, you know, to try new things, go to industry, back, teaching. I mean, there's a lot of Right now the world is very open and yeah it's good to to explore all this
0: and we feel like we have this pressure to have already the choices done and to go straight forward and mm. never look back and never try new things and if they don't work out or if you don't like it come back mm. but it's only by trying that we really know yeah and what would you say was the biggest obstacle you had to face during your career?
1: Yeah, I, I, if I, if I can be a bit provocative, uh, very often the biggest obstacle I, I have in myself, because I think very often we have self-limiting beliefs of what, what, what we can do and what we can't. I think uh, when we are young, we don't know that we can reach anything. And yeah. um, I... I I didn't believe this. With with the time I discovered that I can reach, uh, I can go further and I can do amazing things and this gives me my uh, security that I can do things but uh, I guess probably if I didn't have these self-limiting thoughts, maybe, who knows, right? Maybe it's been me. Of course there's been a lot of challenges in my life but uh, maybe it's been me the most challenging one, I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. I understand. Sometimes it's difficult to believe that we can overcome things and that in the end we can go to places. I've always admired my professors and I always find myself thinking how did they become what they are now and was it easy, was it difficult?
1: But we also were sitting in the same place you were sitting yeah, at some point. That's also where... true.
0: <laughs> the, the only difference
1: is the age. Mm-hmm. And we also were young at some point.
0: And did you ever feel like your gender was a problem? Uh, or more like an obstacle or that you had to work harder because of being a woman in stem mm. or was it never a problem for you
1: so so if i think about uh, what we said before uh, i i come from a very humble family so for me i uh, so i have some colleagues that their dream was to become a professor i didn't even know that this was possible for me and, and then uh, i would say until uh, age of 15 or 18 I never felt any difference. Nobody made me feel different because I was a woman and mm-hmm. I enjoyed being good at what I was doing and nobody was making a problem out of this and not, not a problem that I'm a woman. I realized later on, uh, so in, in physics, when, in Barcelona, when you study physics, there are uh, there's a reasonable amount of percentage of women, so I didn't feel anything. Mm-hmm it it is later on in the career that you re, uh, you realize depending on what country you go and in what environment you are then then you see that um you're not taken seriously or not as seriously as your male colleague. Mm-hmm. It was later on. Thanks god because you know being considered equal at the beginning of my life where I was you know getting my personality probably helped me.
0: Yeah, I think it's a big advantage to be able to choose your path early on without feeling uh, any kind of bias, um, mm-hmm. because I think for many people not having self-confidence or thinking that it's not really possible being a woman and starting mm-hmm. a career or studying in science or something where it's male-dominated. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good to have that. Mm-hmm. So until b-
1: about age 22, I was not aware that... Um that, uh, there is a minority of women scientists. I'm not really aware in my environment. Of course, I see, you know, the stars are all male, but um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: somehow I, I, this didn't stop me.
0: Yeah. And now at EPFO, you joined the Wish Foundation, and you were president from 2018 up mm-hmm. to 2020. How was that experience for you?
1: I I I like it very much, and I'm still part of of the Wish. Uh, I can I, I cannot. To be the president anymore because I took the, some responsibilities. At some point, you get to be professors. So then for me, I think is we have uh, the chance of giving back what we got before and to help others and to try to inspire others. And that's also, it's not only giving, you get a lot from giving. For me, it's been a very nice experience also. Sometimes receiving letters of women that got the, the fellowship to go abroad and thanking me for this, or thanking Wish, because uh, thanks to that they could go abroad and they grew so much by going abroad, this is is super nice. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) I can imagine the feeling of helping someone Mm -hmm. must be very fulfilling.
1: And the discussions, when we do the networking lunches, the discussions are are super nice, and I learn a lot from from the students also in these discussions. And and by the way, we're restarting. Mm -hmm. It's going to be announced, we're restarting on the 12th of April, we'll do the next one.
0: And I also know you uh, won the Emmy another <laughs> distinction of Noteworthy Women Physicists by the European Physical Society. From a student perspective, looking up to people like you who have so many achievements, it's really inspiring. And at the same time, we're always wondering how do we get there? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the key to, to succeed?
1: I would say, so again, I was also sitting in your chair, so (laughs) we all go the same path, but I think keeping your passion and um, being curious, so work on on a topic that makes you curious to learn more, to understand more, and this will drive you to to excellence inevitably, be in an area that you find fascinating and Mm -hmm. that every day when you wake up, you want to learn more and you really want to go and work with this, uh, this is unbeatable. It has to work, and you will make good things. I mean, it doesn't even know what time frame, but um, absolutely necessary when you do this that uh, good things will happen.
0: When you're in a group, maybe, or people, do you feel the difference? Mm-hmm. I mean, in gender, or that people make you feel the difference?
1: I think at the beginning it's very intimidating, and for a long time it, it was very intimidating, and um, this doesn't help, because if if you feel intimidated, you're insecure. And then other people notice this and those that are not nice people maybe take advantage of it and try mm-hmm. to make you even feel more, yeah. right? So with time you you, you start to take a, a distance with these people and be more yourself. And I think it's very important to be oneself and to be true, to stay honest with what the values you have and what you want to do and what is your passion and... And also, if something happens in a meeting with, when a man doesn't respect you, then go back to the, to the person, usually a man, and tell, you know, what you did. You made me feel this way, and I would prefer if this wouldn't happen again. And you can say it in a nice way. And mm-hmm. I would say most people react well, and like this it equilibrates the relation, and then these things don't happen again. And you yeah. gain self-confidence Try to to be as much constructive and optimistic with things in life. Things tend to go better than than if if you are not like this. Sometimes it's difficult to stay constructive, but there is always a way and an exercise of trying to stay constructive when something bad happens. To try to find out why, you know, how can I evolve from this? What can I do good from this bad situation? This makes you grow and um, the situations become better and better. And having respect for yourself. If someone doesn't respect you, you respect yourself and you make it clear to the other.
0: Yeah, that's very important. Not mm. to let anyone step yeah. on your boundaries and to. Exactly.
1: Firm. You don't have to shout. Shout yes. is not good. But you stay firm and, and even, even with a smile and you make yourself the limits clear. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: And sometimes I feel like people judge you if you're hesitant or a bit demure Mm -hmm. i have that i always feel like i'm not confident even if i am i don't get that impression Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i mean you may have a person next to you that shows off a lot and maybe it knows less than you and people have the impression that the other person knows more than you right this always
0: feels like it in student environment i feel like also later on in the career Mm. um People who are confident always get the last word, even if they know less than you or... Yeah, but at some
1: point you need to, there are, I mean, people ask for results, whatever you do, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And by only talking, it's difficult to provide results. I think at some point you will learn to, to maybe explain in your own way that what you know, and we also need different styles of people, not only these people that are able to bullshit, right? We yeah. need different styles and... That's the only way. That's We're, what I
0: always think. Yeah. It's not necessary to be yeah. super confident or overconfident in oneself and to be the presence in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's not who you are, you exactly. shouldn't You should be try. who you
1: are. You know? And authenticity then is felt by others. So,
0: uh, Which last piece of advice would you give to our listeners?
1: Try to, to be honest with yourself of what you really like and do it as good as you can. Excellence is always good because you can enjoy things much more when you do things to the best of your possibilities and Be open explore things. The world is, is uh, In general, it is a nice place. Some places are less <laughs> nice as we see, but uh, Yeah, and and you know get next to people with whom you can grow people that you admire and that are constructive and positive positive and leave away the people that are negative and and maybe with destructive attitudes. So try to be next to nice people that make you a happy life. (laughs) (laughs) Thank Thank you for doing this, being EPFL. I know how hard it was to create this association because it's women only. But uh, I see the the interest and um, why it's very good for, for the female students. Hopefully in some years it's not needed anymore. But uh, thank you for doing this and for really putting this energy into this association. And I think it's very nice.
0: Thanks to you for being with us on the podcast and for what you do here. Thank you so much for listening to this special episode where we interviewed Professor Ana Fontcuerta y Morales. There are more interviews to come, so we hope you liked it. See you next time.